0: yes
1: we like recording in progress
0: testing 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 testing. testing, hey welcome back plus two is chicken hey Sarah hey did you know our new podcast is on Facebook no way yeah way yeah you could like how could people find it okay that's what we need that's a good question um you would search for two plus two is chicken only you have to spell those words out not t-o-o
1: right t-w
0: yes t-w-o number two and then num and the word plus yes sarah that's how you find it it's so exciting you know what else you can find on there what i find our episodes
1: Yes, uh-huh. I bet our bios are on oh, there
0: too. My goodness. You can find out all about uh-huh. us. Yep, you are wow. right. You are so smart. Whoever created that page mm. really outdid yep, themselves. Really outdid themselves. Yep. So, people, if
1: they want to to know, like, be the first to know, yeah. when a new a new episode drops, yeah. they should probably Go like there. and follow oh, that. Yeah. That page, so that they know immediately.
0: There when the you go. So out. they aren't bugged on their newsfeed. They just get right. that automatically. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. Wow. So
1: because we know our
0: listeners don't
1: want to miss an episode. Yes. So
0: I'm assuming they don't. Right. Yep. Right. Who does? Right. I don't. I don't either. I've been there for everyone. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh oh, I said so.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: okay. So well, here we go again. So. <laughs>
1: Maybe our listeners have noticed. I'm sure that we say like so and like and and wow a
0: lot. We do. I looked up transitional words. This is going to be helpful. Yeah, and the categories to which they belong. Okay, I I hit the Googler for this. The Googler. Are you ready?
1: Yep. Our favorite.
0: Okay. Can I? Okay. Here are some. And. Yep. Again. And then. Besides, equally important, finally, further, furthermore, nor to. Nor to? Yeah. It's not one word, it's two. Two words? To, nor, nor to. Nor to. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. Nor to do I know
1: how do, to use that. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure we would not use it correctly we if we tried. But let's see if we can figure out how to incorporate Okay. Nor to, nor to today. into our podcast. Today.
0: Uh, next. We've said next. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly. Okay. What's more? Moreover. Moreover. In addition. First, second, third, et cetera. Okay. So we've got a
1: challenge. So we've got more options now. Yeah. In addition to. In addition to what so we So like right and wow. Yeah. All right. We can't so, guarantee... Challenge accepted. Okay. All right. Yeah, we can't guarantee we'll, we'll hit the nail on the head every time. But this is our
0: new plumb line. What's more, furthermore... Furthermore... We're going to do our best. <laughs> Nor to... Nor to you. <laughs> If, somebody,
1: if knows somebody knows what that means, if somebody uses that conversationally, yes, please correctly. comment and please. let us know. Like Thank you. you put a sentence that has mm-hmm. that in it, used correctly, so we can yes. understand. Please, so we don't have to always rely on the Googler. The Googler, yeah. Uh, today's guest, I bet you got a lot of good stories. You know, I do have a lot of good stories a lot of dirt. about about this guest. Yes, I do. <laughs> um he's very, very, very close to me. Mm. So um he well, first I'll say how, you know, just about him. Like he's an author. He's Ooh. I think he's written four books. You say. Four books. Mm. So we'll have to put the links to his books okay. in our show good, notes good, good. for the listeners if they want to get a hold of those. But he's also a pastor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a church planter, no less. Mm. And he is uh, Husband, and he is actually the father to my twin niece and nephew. So it's my brother. Your brother. I have two brothers, but this is my brother Rob. So I'm the oldest, and Rob and I are—I think we're like 17 months apart.
0: Oh, that
2: close!
1: So we're really close. So I don't remember him being born. Like I don't remember a time where there wasn't Rob. Um, I'll tell you what. I do have some good stories about Rob, and maybe when we talk to him, some will come out. But here is what is fascinating about Rob. Tell me. Rob has a steel trap memory. I mean, I am telling you, he remembers everything. Like, I, I mean, I don't remember... What I ate for breakfast Man, yesterday crazy. yeah maybe um, not even this morning yeah. nor to I <laughs> right nor to I that's there it is I think that was correct thank I think you. that was it I don't I don't question it like I don't remember yeah. but if he says it then I just it's believe true. it happened Dude. without further ado
0: welcome Rob yeah.
2: well thank you thanks for having me well thank so, you So,
0: tell me the most important question what was it like having Sarah? As now, a sister, not only as a sister, an older sister. Like, was she bossy?
2: Yeah. So I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, the very first time lie, that Sarah right? was ever put in charge as a babysitter, we were oh, way goodness. too young to be left alone. Uh, way too young. And this is
0: before first. cell phones.
2: Yeah. This is this is the 80s. It was a very different world. Um, my My brother was, I think, maybe two years old. Um, so I was like six and she might've been seven
0: and my mom,
2: my mom leaves us, my mom leaves us home all alone and she bribes (laughs) us by giving us blow pops. And she says, if you listen to Sarah, uh, like you get these blow pops. The problem is a good bribe works afterwards. Like she gave us (laughs) blow pops ahead of time. So we had these blow pops and my sister lets this little tiny bit of power go to her head and she starts bossing us around. And she tells my brother to do something. I don't remember what she told him to do, but he took the blow pop out and he said no. And he chucked it at her hair and it got tangled in her big mane of hair.
1: And so it was like, like half chewed blow pop. So it pop. was like the gum Super wet. and the lollipop. in my And I had very long hair.
2: Very God, long was, and thick, and, very thick and, hair.
1: And that did not go over well, I as I recall.
2: Well, I was not well it went happy. over great. It went over great for me and John because you had thought it was mess hilarious. with trying to get blow pop out. And we, we just went and played. We just we were like, we got mm-hmm. her off her, off our her backs. So we get to go do whatever we want oh, now.
0: That is terrific. Throw a blow pop in her hair. That's right. Yep. Oh, that's right. Thank so you. that's their
1: strategy going forward when Sarah's in charge. I love just it. get out the blow pops. Once,
2: once I hit 40, she stopped bossing me around. Oh.
1: I was a, yeah that's good he needed he needed the bossiness until he Fourth. really became a full-grown man and yeah. then I could stop thank so, goodness yeah. you were there yeah I know it's true it's true so I don't know where my brothers would be without me so yes. it was like manna in the wilderness It was. Oh, <laughs> it was for sure one um kind of aspect of your life that I know um God really showed up in some incredible ways was, um, during your journey to become a dad. And, um, we'd, we'd love for you to, um, just kind of share as much as you, you know, kind of want to about that. And, um, you know, I think it's very interesting, uh, to hear those kind of stories from a man's point of view, because a lot of times women, talk a lot about, you know, their their journey to become a mom, but we don't always hear the guy's perspective, yeah. right? So, yeah, so we so start wherever you'd like to start with that.
2: Yeah. Well, for us it started um the first job I got out of Bible college was at a Baptist church and almost the entire staff was uh they would talk all the time about whether you should use birth control or not. And is birth control playing God? And I'm like fresh out of college and <laughs> newly, newly married. And I'm like, man, all these guys are talking about like, you shouldn't use birth control. So like I came home to Monica and I was like, Hey, like, I don't know. I don't have a conviction against it, but like all these other pastors are talking about it. And so we were like, ah, oh, like, you know, what's it going to hurt? And yeah. like, like two, two probably plus years later, We were like, you know what, we have not been on birth control and like nothing's happened. And Mm -hmm. we have friends who like accidentally sneeze and the other one gets pregnant. So we go, uh, you know, finally go to a doctor to kind of, you know, figure things out. And um, we learn that Monica has a polycystic ovarian syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, which we learned a lot more. I didn't know what that meant at the time. But um, basically, it's like a cyst that lines the ovary that prevents her from getting pregnant. And yeah. if she ever were to get pregnant, it would it would not sustain life. Um, mm. So we were, we were told that, you know, and the doctor wasn't like a, a Christian. So the doctor didn't say, you know, unless God does a miracle. But we were told basically, you know, if, unless God does a miracle, you guys will never get pregnant. You need to look at mm. other mm. other options. And so a few more years go go by. I do seminary. Um, we move a couple times. And then we uh, start looking into um, IVF, in vitro fertilization. And um, I was nervous about it at first because I was, I don't know if it was the old like Baptist church guys that were around me, but I kept thinking like, "Ah, I don't want to play God. Like if we can't Mm, have kids, like, you know, is this doing too much? And. So, yeah. um, all we did was schedule an appointment with, with, uh, you know, the, the, the company and we weren't going to commit to anything. We just wanted to sit down and kind of hear, you know, what our, our options were yep. and the day before our appointment. Um, and I will give a prep. I, I've had to learn through the years that I got to give a prep. This part of the story does not end in, in, a good way. And so, mm-hmm. um, people always think this is how we ended up with the twins and they, it's like a roller coaster of emotions. So I'm just prepping mm. you ahead of time. Yes, it, it it starts off great, but it, it's it's a very God uses this part of our story, but it's a very sad part of our story. So mm. the day before the, our appointment, Monica, my wife, is like, um, Rob, I just feel the sense that I need to take a pregnancy test. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, w- go for it. Like, I'm, whatever. And so she goes and takes a pregnancy test and she comes out and she's like, yes. uh, what do I do? It's positive. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I said, OK, I'll tell you what, what you're going to do. Um, I'm going to get you a glass of water and you're going to chug it. And then I'm going to go to the store and get more pregnancy tests. Cause I don't trust that one. Cause we'd been, we'd bought so many mm-hmm. that we were like down to like the dollar store pregnancy tests. And it's yeah. like, probably a faulty test. Like I'm going to buy an expensive real deal one and we're going to yeah. test this out for sure. And so I run to the store, buy like four pregnancy tests come back <laughs> and they're, they're all positive. And we are just like blown away. We're like, no, no mm-hmm. way. Like this is a God story. Then, um, <laughs> At this point in my mind, um, there the thought of a miscarriage wasn't even on the radar. Like mm-hmm. this was the story we've been praying for. I was nervous about doing, you know, IVF. I kept praying for a miracle. Doctors said it was impossible. And, you know, isn't it just like God that we would get pregnant without any medication, without any help? And yeah. so we go to the first appointment and they confirm we're pregnant, everything is great, um, we're celebrating. And so because, you know, a lot of couples will wait until, you know, the 12 or 15 week or even the 20 yeah. week, to, to tell people we yeah. told everyone, we're, you know, we're just like, this is this is our miracle. And people have been praying at this point. People have been praying for us. It's I think it's like eight years into our marriage. And for some people, it was like the only time they'd ever experienced anything that felt like a miracle. Like, yeah, um, you know, doctor said it's impossible. And you guys are like living proof that God answers prayers. And so. um, We go in for the, I think it was a seven week appointment to hear the heartbeat for the first time. (laughs) And we had had multiple ultrasounds. um, But um, this time um, we go in and the nurse says, uh, I can't find a heartbeat. And um, when our first appointment, they told us that it's hard to tell a range of when you're pregnant. And so they were guessing that at that first appointment, you know, we were like two weeks along or three weeks. And so when she said she can't find a heartbeat, I was like, Oh, are we just early? Like, did you guys miscalculate? And we just need to come back next week. And she goes, no, hun, your, your, your baby's not here anymore. Hmm. And like it, it crushed me like, because hmm. it's not easy for anyone to go through, but it wasn't <laughs> on my radar. Like, yeah, it, it, it it was like just minding your own business and you get sucker punched like out of nowhere yeah. um you know so we left that appointment and we're like we we don't know what to do like we don't know how to ha- we're not equipped to handle this mm. um we don't know anyone that has ever walked you know through this we're in our 20s at the time and so um it 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 rocked us and um i remember for for me i, I won't speak for my wife but for me it rocked some bad theology that I picked up mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. And the theology was if you love God and if you do, you know, the things you're supposed to do, you read the Bible every day and you tithe and, you know, you pray, then God's going to give you every desire of, of your heart. And, yeah. and and that is scriptural. God does give us the desires of our heart, but that doesn't mean that we won't go through trial or, or, or difficulties. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I went through a few days of just like I don't know the point. I God, I don't know the point yeah. of praying. Um, I don't know the point of reading my Bible. Why should I do any of this yeah. if you're not going to protect us? And um yeah. and and I, I I felt at at that time during that moment I was like God I I would have rather if you just said we're never you're never going to get pregnant go the adoption route or or do something else than to have a taste of this and have it just pulled away and. What felt like a very brutal, brutal way. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, my, you know, my wife has the the DNC, uh, which was also, I mean, the whole time it's going on, we're both just praying, like God, maybe they got this wrong, and this is our miracle, and like it's just it's a it's a lot to go through. And so mm-hmm. about a week later, um, I I get up every morning to to spend time with God, and for about a week I hadn't been. I still got up, but I just I wasn't. I would just kind of sit there and process mm-hmm. and be sad and about a week later i i finally just said to god god i don't get the point of this i don't know why i'm doing this anymore and i felt this still small voice that said you don't do spiritual things to earn god's love you do spiritual things to experience his love and it radically changed the way that i viewed spiritual disciplines um because yeah. up to this point i thought well if i do these things then god will give me something Mm-hmm. And yeah. to have to have this pulled away, it, it really rocked my faith. And so that was the mm-hmm. thing that let me get back in and, and kind of say, OK, I, I do. I need God. I cannot make it through this struggle without God. And mm-hmm. before that, I was using God almost like as a bartering thing. Like, God, you, mm-hmm. I'll do good things for you and then you do some good things for me. Um, yeah. But this was the moment that it was like, no, like through thick or thin. God, I need you. I need you in good seasons. I need you in bad seasons. And, and, um, I don't think that God caused the miscarriage. I don't think that God did it to teach us a lesson. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that we live in a fallen broken world and my wife has polycystic ovarian syndrome and that is mm-hmm. a part of, uh, of that journey. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't think God caused it, but I, God was a hundred percent good through it. And he held mm-hmm. us through it and he put the right people in our lives to encourage us and help us walk through it. And so, um, uh, about uh two years go by from that moment, and um you know, we just took a breather. We just took it we we had taken so many we my wife had been pro poked and prodded and been on so many different things and we just were like, we need a breather. We're gonna take a time out. and about two years later, still had conflicted feelings about it. and um the 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 idea that came to me that I'll give God credit for, I, I can't say for sure it was God. I think I want to give him credit for it because I don't think I'm smart enough to come up with this on my own. Um, But one day I had a headache and I went downstairs and I went and got Tylenol without thinking about it. And I had this thought of like, why, you know, I trust that God's going to heal me, but he's going to heal me using Tylenol. So if I'm okay with having Tylenol, why wouldn't I be okay with modern medicine helping us in a situation? We know that we can't get pregnant without some type of, of, of medical help yeah and so we we uh went to the company and it come to find out it actually was started by christians um mm-hmm. and it had a christian backing and that was like a big sigh of relief of like okay mm-hmm. we're not just we're not playing god we're not like just out here just you know we're not getting what we want so we're going to do it anyway there is a there is a faith base to this that still unless god does something this isn't gonna gonna help us so yeah um we went through through the process and. Um, I like to joke that we paid for, for one, uh, baby and we got two. And so we got two for the price of one. <laughs> two for one uh, special. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: And so, uh, we, we had twins and and that was almost 13 years ago.
0: Do that. Uh, perhaps I know I remember feeling this way. I don't want to say something wrong. Um, you know, I don't, I, I'm afraid to engage with them because I just, I've not been there. and um, or. You know, I'm afraid to bring my um, baby with me when we go to church because they might look at it and be sad. Um, what are your.
1: I, I do think like what I I definitely was having the same thought, like I think a lot of that like, oh, we'll just give you your space comes really from a place of I don't know what to say yeah. and I don't know what to do and I don't want to make you more upset. Yeah. So
0: well meaning you know it okay? is
1: well meaning, but yeah. but, it, but it's not what you needed.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, we can learn a lot through the story of Job and Job mm-hmm. goes through. And I don't want to put myself on Job's uh, stage at all. Like He went through way more than I did. But yeah, Job goes through this horrible experience and he has three friends that come. And at first they do an amazing job of just being silent um, mm-hmm. and they're just with him and they're just yeah. like in the, in the grief with him. And so my advice would be do that. Um, yeah. Go ask the question. I would rather they may get a little offended, but if they get offended, it's because they're reacting out of their grief or sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the long run, they're going to appreciate that you showed up um, yeah. and that mm-hmm. you were there and you didn't show up with an agenda. You didn't show up with like, you know, a pre thought out like, here's what you should have done or here's what you need mm-hmm. to do. You're just going to sit there. And if it means you sit in silence, great. But yeah. to figure out what they need um, and, and, and try to support them the best, best Mm. you can. Job's friends. I can't remember for sure. I think it's three days they were silent with him. And then where they make a mistake is, is after the time of silence, they start throwing advice at him, And at that point, God's Mm. like, all right, y'all, y'all messed up. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and so I I think there's something to just have the awkward conversation, be around them and you can even address it I'm scared to ask this. I'm not trying to, you know, upset you, but I care about you and I want to help. Do you Do you know what, what would, would help? Yeah. Um,
0: For
1: you, that was like, I mean, it's such a sad time and it's so emotional, but like what you really needed was somebody like not to not not to take it away, but just to kind of take your mind off it mm-hmm. and lighten the mood and normal, help you laugh. Scene. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. you just wanted people that, I mean, I remember you saying like, I've heard you tell this story before and you were like, I just want my brother to come over here because he's like the yeah. funniest person I know. And like, yeah. he, I know he will make me laugh and yeah. he will just kind of help take, I mean, again, it's always going to be on your mind, but just to have that, like a few moments where you can just kind of you know, Mm -hmm. laugh about something and take your mind off of it. And you're not so like consumed by it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so somebody to come do that is just so helpful. And that has kind of been like a recurring theme. Like every person we've had on here, we've asked, you know, like what is something you would really have wanted? And every person has said, just come be with me. Just Mm -hmm. come sit with me. Just, I want to know you're there, you know?
0: And Mm -hmm.
1: so- Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here. What a um, great testimony through a lot of pain. And um, it was so um, encouraging to hear from a man's perspective, what that was like. Um, And I really hope that it encourages any, any man listening to reach out to, um, you know, be in community and Um, I, I just wonder as a guy, if it's just more tempting to, to kind of act like, you know, I'm a man, I'm just going to kind of suck it up and be here for my wife and not going to show weakness, but really, I mean, you are made in the image of God as well. And you're human and you need that just as much. You need the community just as much as, your wife does right Maybe even For sure. anything else that we um that
1: you wanted to say or talk about that we didn't we didn't get to
2: just to encourage anyone that is listening through this that um god god is good and he does hear your prayers and mm. your story is unique and it may not be just like ours but i do trust that god will, will use it just uh hold on hold on to him through the journey mm.
0: glory be <laughs> Glory (laughs) B! (laughs) Uh, uh. I forgot that we did not look up words that could be synonyms for wow. And so I'm just trying (laughs) trying to like. Glory B. Glory B. I love Um, it. I'm going to start using that. Yeah.
1: Glory Um,
0: B. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. (laughs) That was, you know. These are like old fashioned words. Oh, I know. Anyway, he, I just love his interview. Yeah. And he, um, you have a pretty good brother in there.
1: I do. I have two good brothers, but that was one of them.
0: Well. Yeah. That's the only one I have met so far. Right. That, um, you know, I've been really impressed with your tutelage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come from a, from a very. Fine stock. Uh, fine stock family. Yes. Yeah. I yes, mean. For sure. I,
0: I was really impressed. Yeah, he's a good guy. And I liked how he talked about um, how he and Monica use now what they know about loss and the Mm -hmm. lessons they learn to, you know, remember um, those who have lost a baby or spouse or whatever and make sure that they, you know, on their birthdays yeah their anniversaries they call and they write and yeah that was just really um i think helpful information so it is helpful you don't normally think about doing right you know right
1: i because i think people go through stuff like that and in the moment people kind of sometimes think to do something but that extra step of intentionality after Everybody else has kind of moved on, but you know, they probably haven't, you know, like I think that is so good to remember.
0: Gee whiz, Sarah. Gee whiz. Do you have any stories about your brother that, um, you know, he told a story about you. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. This is payback time now. A little
1: bit. Yeah. I've got one. Okay. I've got, I've got a good one. All right. Yeah. Um, yippee. Yippee. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. So, um, we had just moved and um which happened a lot you know our dad was (laughs) in the army but we were we were it was it was pretty common to have just moved but we were a little bit older this time though like i was in high school rob was in middle school and um you know we were to that age that i none of us were driving yet but my parents could leave us you know home alone or whatever (laughs) And so that's when all the good stuff happened. Right, was when my parents were gone, which exactly. was a lot. Turns out, a lot of our memories. My, we sit around and talk about stuff with my parents, and they're like, "I sure don't remember that." And we're like, <laughs> "Cause you weren't
0: there. You were never there." I mean, that's how it feels. Oh, I they, love they, it. but anyway. And won't that be the things your kids like? It's just the moments you drop the ball. Yes, and those will be the things yes. that we remember. That is, that's what we remember. Gee whiz, gee whiz.
1: So. Anyway, we, uh, you know, I I wake up on a Saturday morning pretty early to Rob screaming. I mean, like screaming his head off. And I'm like, what in the actual world? And I'm sitting there (laughs) thinking, where are my parents? Why is nobody (laughs) responding? So I get up because he's still screaming and. Nobody's going. So I go in there like, what's the matter? He's like, my back hurts. I can't move. Lola, I'm like running around the house, like looking for my parents became obvious real quick. They weren't there.
0: Are you thinking paralysis at this point? Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's carrying on. Is this a girly scream like trauma? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. So
1: anyway, I... I think my first tactic was to try to call. My parents did leave a note and said where they were, and <laughs> that so I. Was so generous. Yes, and you know there's no cell phones. Oh, like man. none of the none of that. This you were is supposed like the nineties. Send up a flare. Yes. <laughs> Yes, send out a rescue, yeah. a covert rescue mission to for my parent, bring my parents home. So I call where I thought they were, and apparently I was calling the wrong number. And the guy I'm calling, I think I was waking him up from his Saturday morning sleep, and he started getting mad because oh, I man. kept calling, and I'm like, you know, whatever. He was the EMT worker off duty. He, he was like, <laughs> oh I cannot handle one more emergency, lady. I'm next
0: door. Yes. yes. But- you
1: it's my I'm day off on. that's right so i go up and i'm like rob they are not here like i don't know what else to do like i can't drive don't uh, don't know what to do for you he's like he goes well just call 911 <laughs> and it's like so dramatic so i'm like okay you what I
0: mean i, I don't have you. any
1: other options right and you know i mean at this point we're both pr- almost fully grown so he's like bigger than me like i couldn't even have Move Even him. moved him if I wanted to, but anyway. So I call nine one one, and here they come. EMTs get there. My parents still aren't home.
0: <laughs> where are they? Like, where are your where? Where are your parents?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. They're like, where are your parents? And I'm like, I don't know. I think they went to get breakfast. They're not here. My brother, I think, is paralyzed. They went Can on a cruise.
0: Th- yeah. <laughs> you're old enough. Oh, you're not I seven know. anymore, Sarah.
1: Come <laughs> on. Yeah. So they take him to the hospital and he did just have some kind of back spasm or whatever, but it was just, it was not funny at the time. I remember at the time being like pretty like concerned and you know, really mad at my parents that I was having to deal with this. But now we laugh about it a lot because it, but the funniest part is when Rob gets home from the hospital, he's like, why'd you call the ambulance? (laughs) And I'm like, that's what you told me to do. (laughs) So apparently I was, I just shouldn't have done that. You were, but
0: you were trying to be too kind.
1: I was, I mean, you know, I was the responsible older sister. So,
0: so did he feel like the hospital wasn't really like, uh, participating in the drama? Like, you know, right. You're, you're fine. And then he was like, okay, I feel stupid. Kind of. At the end I thing. think so. Yeah. I think so. Cause
1: yeah. there really wasn't anything really that wrong with him. Like he had like a. <laughs> Muscle spasm. I don't even know. And to my knowledge, I don't know that that's happened again. He's
0: healed. Hallelujah. That's right. That's amazing. Glory be. Glory be. Hot dog. That was fun. That was fun. So this is so, man. Furthermore, (laughs) we are now at the end of our broadcast.
1: Wow. That went. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, glory be. That went by fast. Glory That went
0: by fast. Sure did. Uh, so, you know, come back in another two weeks. We will have a, we'll be here. We'll be here and check out Rob's books on Amazon. They're really yes, good.
1: for sure. We got that linked in the show notes and they will bless your heart.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>
0: i